0: Hey, welcome to Hot Takes. I'm your host, James Scott, here to analyze anything and everything interesting. Let's dig into today's topics.
1: So, I'm recording now. So, first and foremost, everyone, we have a guest on the on James's podcast today, which is Lee. So, Lee, if you want to say hi, really, hello. Quick. Um, so I had mentioned to James a while ago about, uh, well, I asked him a question, is baseball a dying sport? And so I listened to a podcast. It was a couple days ago and it made me think of you, James. And so Hmm. this person was the, and Lee can also weigh in on this as well. The person was the, or not was, is the head of 100 Thieves, which Hmm. is the esports gaming company. And he was talking about, he specifically brought up baseball. He was like that he's a longtime baseball fan. Um, he's loved baseball since he was a little kid. But the thing is, is that baseball is dying. And that every time a baseball fan dies, an eSports fan is born. And then he went into how basically baseball is not really doing anything to kind of like re-pop- popularize the sport itself. And things like that and everything, and just how um, it all has to do with attention. It all has to do with attention and keeping people's attention and how games are much better at keeping people's attention, which is why he's equating to traditional – and I I feel like he was picking on baseball a little bit, but really – He
2: was picking on baseball. Yeah. There there are uh, similar scandals in other sports (gasps) – Yet baseball is always the one that gets it the hardest. I don't know. I guess it's maybe because it's the oldest. And by the way, this thing, baseball has been dying thing, has been going on for decades and decades now. I keep hearing this. Oh, it's dying. It's dying. If it was dying, it would have died by now. As... As according to uh, the uh, baseball a documentary by Ken Burns. Uh, Absolutely oh, yeah, incredible uh, uh, who, who, uh, Oh God, the owner of the St. Louis Browns, whose name I can't remember, right? Oh, goodness. Uh, well, yeah, I know who you're talking uh, about. The guy who owned the, the White Sox as, as well. Uh, uh, Bill Veck yes. once said... Um, Baseball must be a great game because the owners haven't found a way to kill it yet. Beautiful. And yeah, I they say that there are no I keep seeing kids at at ball games. I keep seeing them, you know, with gloves and not just in my city of New York, but in every stadium, they're all there. Uh, and this whole thing with the E thing, now, I've played video games, and granted, playing an entire season of baseball on an E game, you, 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 to play it, you wouldn't need a pandemic, because there's nothing else, there'll be nothing else, you know, to do, because you can't go anywhere. Uh, but... Uh, to just make it through one season. But baseball isn't dying. Granted, it's... It's going through a transition. It, I agree. It's not dying. It, it's it's never like... You, we just had Fernando Tatis Jr. Everyone is, you know, in on this kid here. Why doesn't he have a nickname? We don't have enough nicknames in baseball. This is... and
1: That you know, would help.
0: That would help. It's definitely if there's anything wrong with the game, like number one, it's marketing the players. You gotta market the guys better. Nicknames a hundred percent, but like bring back using them more in songs. Like I'm starting to see people like, you know, these rappers are occasionally using like, you know, they use the name Mike Trout. I love that. But like the rest of the names that they use are like guys who have retired. Like they use Mantle's name or they use like, I think the other day I heard that they use Ken Griffey Jr's name in a song. Mm -hmm. And it's just like if these are the athletes that you're referring to when you refer to baseball players, guys who've been retired
2: for years. Even though you grew up with wrong. them. Yeah, you're probably wrong. why the, you know, that's maybe uh, we got to, uh, that's what, that's, that's why MLB has to hire me because I would, you know, okay. be in there with, okay, you need nicknames for everybody. We, there you go. Yeah, I, I I want to do the, the, this whole uh, uh, documentary idea. We need a couple of uh, stage plays uh, to, to be written about. And, uh, you know, it's got to be like Disney um, with everything. As a matter of fact, there there should be a, a baseball-like Disney World yes. somewhere in... In, in, in this country, somewhere in in California or yeah. in um
0: or New York in Florida, or
2: Florida, Arizona, uh, somewhere for twenty four hours a day you can you know have all of these uh, roller coasters and then things uh, around, but of course no one's going to listen to me because I'm not a nobody. <gasps> That's what, <laughs> but at least. All of us. You know, MLB <laughs> at least opened up their own store here in New York. Yes. Oh, I love that. The, I love the, that. The NBA has had a store on Fifth Avenue uh, for uh, years, and uh, I, I just was in MLB's store uh, this weekend, and um, it's right... Well, not technically not right across the street from Radio City. It's a block from... Uh, from Radio C- City, or or half a block away from uh, uh, from Radio City. I'm forgetting how far. It's around the everything area. Is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it's all in in, in, in in walking distance of Rockefeller Center. Uh, but um, it just have to want also maybe maybe just just one. Just want one. World Series game during the day. Oh man! One World Series game. At least a four o'clock start. Just give me a four o'clock start Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I mean, I know. Just give me Game Three, Eastern Standard Time, four o'clock.
0: And the other thing I want to bring up, you know, a lot of people when they talk about, and I think Chris, you mentioned something alluding to this at minimum, is game length, attention span. You know. Uh-huh. And everybody keeps saying that like oh you need to take this away or this away to make games shorter. And I'm just like no, you're thinking about it completely backwards. If you're taking things away from the game to make it shorter, you're going to take the beauty away from the pacing of the game. Like when and they stopped batters where from being able to come
2: up with the second base, okay, you want to try put 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 in new new rules. Okay, I can understand that But where do they come up with second base? And I know that the young, the younger generation, saying, "Yeah, I like it. It, it, It's neat." The guy, the runner on second base. He's at second. He's at second base. Give me a break. Okay,
0: so I don't know if the fans know what we're talking about here. But after the tenth inning, there was this last year a rule where somebody was put on second base after the tenth inning. So no matter what there's going to be a runner on second base after the 10th inning. Now I don't think that rule's staying this year, but that was one of the most ridiculous rules that I've ever heard.
1: Wait, so uh, I don't understand. Wait, guys, wait, wait, wait. So, so you're going to have to also break it down for me as well. So so as I'm, as I'm understanding it right now, because I also, and this is part of uh, what we have to remember is that you have to break things down for people who are potentially listening and stuff like that. So there, you're alluding to the, not alluding, but you're telling me and telling everyone that there was a new rule change. There were a lot occurred, of new rule changes, but, but but specifically the second base rule change that after a tenth inning. So if the game stretches
2: after nine innings, after nine innings, well, so, in, so in the you tenth go, inning in, or later, well, yeah. What well, you uh, you know you uh, um, you start in the tenth inning. The guy who got outlast is automatically put on second base
1: and what was the, what, was, the what is inning. the purpose what is the purpose of this
2: to make games faster but well, so how does that, that, they that
1: could... but how does that make the game faster though?
2: well the guy's already in scoring position now all the guy needs mm. to do you gotta hit a
0: single and you're good hit a
2: single and the guy has to score the the leading run yep and it's like, no, we won. and also batters
0: like stepping out of the batters box. That's the one that bothers me more than any other rule. Because that's in, in any normal season. That's one they're gonna have this year. That's one that they've had two years ago. And that one bothers me because I used to be able to go to the ballpark and I sit down whoever next to whoever I was going to the ballpark with, and I'd be like, Hey, you know, so and so's about to come up, and the, the pitch would come in and you know, strike one, and I'd be like, Okay, well. The next pitch the pitcher's probably going to throw is a breaking ball, and he's probably going to go away from him because it's a pull hitter. So he's either going to take it, or if he ends up leaking it over the plate, then he's going to swing at it, and he might have a chance of doing damage here. And then the pitch would come in. Now, because he can't step out of the box, I don't have any time to say that to the person who's next to me in the ball game, and it's just next pitch, next pitch, next pitch. I have to give a, a, a abbreviated recap of what might happen in the next inning in between innings, because it's the only time I can talk to the person I'm going to the game with. At the beginning and the end of the day, it's not about game length. It's about the activity in the game. There's yeah. not enough hits, scoring opportunities. There's not enough base running in the game. I blame the shift more than I blame anything else. It has absolutely killed the ability to hit singles, specifically for lefties.
2: Personally, but I think it's terrible. That- that anytime the shift is, is put on that the batter should automatically try to hit the opposite field. Um, purposely. Yes. Ideally,
0: uh, ideally if they can, but not all batters have the
2: contact skill to do that at the big leagues. Unfortunately, of course they don't. Yeah. And the seven inning double headers. Now, what are your opinions on double headers that only, that, that, that but, but, but are seven innings only. So I have conflicting opinions first and foremost, if there's double
0: headers, you know, I want, it's a, it's a lot of baseball, you know, so I can understand them wanting to go seven innings with double headers. But in general, if you're going to make the game shorter, don't change any rules, take it from nine innings to seven innings. Cause outside that it's the same exact game, just shorter but even then, it doesn't sit with me well as somebody who grew up a baseball fan and likes to get their nine innings. There are nine games. innings yeah. of a baseball yes. game. Yes, you know. exactly. Mm. That's how it's always been. And so if you're going to shorten the game instead of adding more action, you can't change the rules because that's going to kill baseball. You've already yes. started to kill it. You, the only thing that you can do without killing the rules is to make it a seven inning game. And I'm just happy that they inning. got the
2: DH out of the NL.
0: Well, I mean, it might come back in a year. To be completely fair,
2: oh dear I don't God. mind it. It makes everything even. Yeah, I know, I know. Now, now both Dom Smith and Pete Alonzo. Now they have to play can, the field. Can can both hit and not uh, either, and only one of them has to take. Yeah, take I, the field. Ideally, but, yeah. Uh, but the but the game was made for you know pinch hitting. Pitchers hitting. pinch hitting still happens late
0: in games. I'll I'll, say uh, pinch hitting still happens late in games. Uh, Joe Madden's even proved, like, he'll take a pitcher out of a game for a certain batter, and he'll feel comfortable putting that guy in left field for a batter and then taking him out of left field and putting him back on the mound. Uh, I think all that late-game action that, like, people say is, like, only in the NL is – no, it's not only in the NL. It's just – Late game, you have to remove the pitcher for a batter. And in the NL, they don't get a DH. They don't get a guy who can just hit. So you have to immediately go to your backup shortstop or your backup catcher or your fourth outfielder who are limited players. Either they hit lefties or they hit righties. And then the next inning, you bring in a lefty or a righty, depending on what they don't hit. And you have to bring in the other guy. So I understand the whole double switch thing. But at the same time, the AL deals with the same things because in your lineup, you're going to have batters who can't hit lefties for some reason because they're a lefty and it's, they have a hitch in their swing or who can't hit certain types of pitches or who are not good base runners. So you still have late game action. It's just like it's forced upon you in the NL and very few NL teams have the players to make it work these days. Rosters aren't that deep typically unless you're like the Dodgers, you know. Just 25 men on uh, a a club. I'm hearing they might expand it this year, actually, which is exciting to say the least. Yes. But at the same time, they're they're taking away, uh, you know, lefty one out guys, Lugies, as they call them. They're making it so that a batter has to face a minimum of three, or a pitcher has to face a minimum of three batters. I don't mind every them. time they come out. Me neither. I mean, it's going to make more. Unless of offense. course.
2: Unless but, of course he, he comes in with two outs, gets the one and has guy to come out, into the next inning. And yeah. You don't have, you don't make him come into the next inning if he's already gotta be
0: three batters in. minimum. That's where it gets really confusing for me. Cause I think the they allow inning. you to, like, to switch No, it's three batters. It, 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 they have to fit, uh, face three before you take them out. Like, unless it's an injury, you have to face three. And that's like where it's just because on one hand I'm okay with it, right? Because you know, lefty one out guys are there to get out only one type of batter they play against one batter in like their games. I think it's a waste of a roster spot I always have and it'll bring in more offense. But on the other hand, you can't bring in a guy to get the last out without bringing him into the next inning. So that can get complicated.
1: Mm. I'm hearing I'm hearing so so we started off with we started off with James has some ideas to why viewership may be down. but yep. Lee's saying that he's been hearing forever, that the sport's dying. He's right.
0: He's but right though.
1: It, i can I can definitely I can definitely see Lee's point of view where it's like he's definitely been hearing forever that the sport's dying. and it's like it's not dying. But there does seem to be a consensus of that viewership. It, it isn't dwindling. But viewership's not like what it used to be. Yeah. So what do you think other than rule changes, what do you think are the major hurdles that are like marketing? Like like so so you say marketing and- marketing
2: and possibly a salary cap.
0: And and salary floor. Both and floor. There's a lot of teams that have a lot of money. Like uh if you look at the the amount of money each each owner has, for instance, like There are a bunch of teams that have more money. Like our owner has more money and they bring in a lot of money. And you're talking about the owners have more money than the Steinbrenners and the Yankees are yet able to, you know, spend as much as they are. Now, granted, the Yankees are the Yankees. They have their label. They're able to pull in money from around the world as the Yankees. So it it doesn't, it's not just the owner's money, but it makes you realize with what like Steve Cohen of the Mets has been doing after joining and becoming their owner in one off season he's turning everything around spending all of this teams can spend a lot more than they have been mm-hmm. and like you're seeing like competitive tanking become a thing that teams are regularly doing throughout the league to get high draft picks
1: and,
2: i and think you have to have in baseball yeah. because even though there are you know number one draft picks in, in baseball you don't know you yeah, think I mean, you know. This is not basketball or football where they go directly. No, you, you send them to the minors, and the number one draft pick could be at a complete bust for year after year after year. Okay, maybe well, not the, completely. Yeah, you know, maybe three not three year after year. But they can. They can. But, but – uh, or at least – maybe. But at least they could, be, or maybe they become a productive player, but, but they're not the superstar. Yeah. Like be, they're, they be, become but, like a second player, but not a hitter. Yeah. But, I got but, you. But, good, uh, but some of the times they just, they can't get out of the minors at all. Yep. And you're just like. So it's no guarantee. It's no guarantee. Like, look,
0: if you're, drafting and you draft a guy who's like, okay, he's a shortstop and he's got a really good hit tool and he's super athletic with a good swing and he's got an eye at the plate and he's a teenager, then he's got a lot of chances that he could pan out. Even if he gets bigger, maybe he moves to third or second or center or whatever, but it's no guarantee even using that strategy.
2: Major league baseball a couple of years ago decided to televise the the draft which they've seen other uh you know team uh, other leagues do however you know why those leagues have uh you know viewership because they know the players is college baseball on anywhere unless it's it's the college world series no. should it be yeah yeah yes
0: yeah. but there's marketing issues again once it's again marketing, marketing, it's issues.
2: marketing we gotta get you know, get in there with the colleges see what these kids are
0: and that's the other thing uh, you know if you're going to market the right players you got to know how to identify the right players and most teams don't even know how to identify the right players so how are you going to expect major league baseball to know how to identify the right players to market, like you got to get somebody working for Major League Baseball who's absolutely fantaster, fantaster? I like, yes. fantastic, fantastic, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Hey, what? I what Well, <laughs> <saying?
2: laughs> <Yeah. entire> no, someone, so, someone
0: who's great. Uh, well, Theo, Theo's great with 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 GMing, but like he also had a team working behind him. Like Theo, without his teams, not nearly as successful. Like for instance, when Theo was with his team in Fenway. They did great. And then when his team left, he was kind of okay. And then when his team joined him again with the Cubs, they did it again. And then everybody started leaving again and he was only okay. You know, like, you know, you say you want to work for Major League Baseball. I'll tell you, I do player analysis. I'll tell you who to market. I'll tell you who's going to be good for the next 10 years. I'd, I'd, I'd love to help out with something like that. My goodness. But yeah, marketing is one of the big things outside of straight up rule changes. And then outside that, I have no clue why, when you go to the ball game, every single time, like, look, okay, I get it. You're gonna play Cotton Eye Joe. That's a classic, or whatever, right? But I don't get why most of the songs were made before I was born. So how are you gonna get the young kids to come to the, you know, the ballpark if they don't? None of their music's being played. You know, a guy comes up to the plate. Well, send maybe, them. Maybe they have a walk-up song that the kids like. Maybe, but a lot of the time they don't. Make it make like make the stadium music not always the YMCA and kind of keep the YMCA, but not always. I'm having not flashbacks,
1: always. like I'm literally having <laughs> flashbacks that people can actually hear.
2: Yes, good, good music. People, no, I'm talking no about you that. That. No one... that you know the language too.
1: So, I think what I think what Lee's saying is, and this is something I was going to say, is that also the music, the last time I ever went to a game, the, I couldn't comprehend what what music they were, what the, what song they were playing because the speakers are so outdated and the yes. whole stadium in fact is so outdated. Oh my goodness, It's, yes. like, it, it's well, just what like- What stadium were you at? So uh, the last A lot of time, stadiums were outdated. A lot of yeah, stadiums
0: were outdated.
1: The last time I've ever been to a baseball game I'm gonna date myself here.
0: Oh goodness, here we go. Um, I'm gonna cringe so hard. Last time I was at a baseball game was right before the pandemic. I think it was a (laughs)
1: Yankees game, but it it was like years ago, years, years ago. I think like college.
0: Oh, who was playing for them? We can tell you what year that was. (laughs) it was like 2012? Oh, so Jeter was still playing. Cano must've still been there. Granderson was with the team that year. Yes, yes, yes. Tashero yes. was there. Arod was there. I don't, although I think he might have been hurt part of that year or suspended or something.
2: Um, Randy John. No, Randy Johnson had retired at that. Yeah, point no, he wasn't
0: there point. at that point in time. I think that might have been when Russell Martin had take o- taken over for Posada at catcher. Oh uh, yeah. Um, they had Swisher in right field, who was left over from the championship year. Gardner was was in left. Yep. Okay, that's the team. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yes, I'm telling you, as a Yankee fan, like I I really got interested when they won the World Series in 2009. After being, you know, I, I was in Connecticut for a large part of my childhood, mm-hmm. I had to watch the Red Sox win the World Series 2004, 2007, then the Yankees win the World Series.
2: And don't don't I, tell me about your Red Sox suffering. Listen <laughs> to me, I <laughs> In the nineteen eighties, my 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 parents built a um, a house in Bridgehampton, mm-hmm. and before they was able to get cable out there, the only thing that we could get was the Connecticut stations, and maybe oh. sometimes oh. Oh. you could get the uh, Channel Twenty. Would do a Mets game, and you could almost and never And the see Yankees the game. game was on 55 and it was grainy, but always on NBC 30 <coughs> were these Red Sox games, mm. and I had to endure. Wade Boggs Roger Clemens you're speaking to the choir man you're Ooh. preaching to the choir here and uh, a whole bunch of other guys Dwight Evans although Dwight Evans by that time was you know, no no not Dwight Evans was still playing uh, all of those guys Mike Greenwell hey you what but you beat him in in 86 though. Yeah, you you in 86 though. The first game I ever actually saw was game 6. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. I didn't stay up to see the uh, still so though. Congratulations
0: though. Absolutely. But no, I, I when you say that, I'm like, "Oh my god, I totally identify because during those years where the Red Sox won in 04, I was put to sleep. And during those years where the Red Sox won in 07, <laughs> okay, I was in Connecticut. I was at a boarding school in Connecticut. where I, I was in a college. boarding school in Connecticut from 1990 to 93. So, okay, you know what I'm talking about. But during those years, if you're a Yankee fan in Connecticut, New England, and the Red Sox are just beating you, World Series rings now after not winning for a like Connecticut ever. is, you know, 50, they're saying that the Ruth Or 33-33-33 because the Mets – and when Yankees. the Red Sox are winning multiple World Series after 86 years, the Yankee fans that are the other 50% are dead quiet. I cannot tell you how much I had to deal with. But, oh, your team has the worst defense in history. And my team, we've turned around the curse on you. You're never winning a World Series. And then we finally win one in 9 I'm done with the boarding school. I'm like, okay, life
2: begins, you know?
1: Guys, we're, we're off topic. This is definitely a two-part episode. Yeah. Because we're... I got
2: to come back because I got to leave.
1: Because
2: we, otherwise, we'll be here all, all night. night. We'll be all here night. all
1: night, guys. We'll be here all night. So this is going to be a two-parter. Lee, thank you so much for coming. Yes. And, and we
2: will discuss...
1: We'll discuss
0: why this is a real concern and a real pain because <laughs> not only have I had to deal with three Red Sox championships all on top of just one little year. But right after all of that happened, we finally built a team that could do it. And I watched the whole development. And then the Astros cheated us out of two championships.